Welcome to the Chasing Elephants podcast with Taylor Glow and Brent Crow. This conversation is designed to be a once a week encouragement about maximizing the moments of life by wrestling with the elephant in the room. If life is a story, we want to help you tell a good one. If life is a journey, then we desire to help you journey well. And today we're going to be wrestling with a pretty big topic, a topic that pertains to each and every one of us, Taylor. So what are we going to be talking about today? Um, today we're going to talk about the lost art of creativity and imagining how the world can and should be and how I think I love that we put it as lost art um, because creativity and imagination is a type of art form and it has become more and more of just we lose it in this today and age of people just kind of going off of other ideas that have already been made, but having that um, and knowing the importance of what it looks like to be creative and understanding what imagination looks like and how you should never, ever lose that no matter what age you are, no matter what um, point you are at in life, Um, because a leader does have vision. And so I think that that is a huge, huge part of that vision. Well, first of all, uh, whenever we can, we want to define our terms, right? We want to always go back and and define um, what words mean, because uh, obviously words have meaning, and those meanings uh, determine how we engage in the in our everyday lives, um, how we answer big questions with our lives. And so let's let's go back and figure out where this word or what this word creativity or imagination means. And I think the best way to do that is to go back to the creation narrative. Right, you go back to the very beginning. Um, if the Bible is a story, it could be understood in four plot movements, creation, the fall, redemption, and restoration. Well, in creation, we see three gifts that are given to mankind. Um, one is the gift of responsibility. Basically, God says, you can go anywhere you want to go, just don't go over there and eat that, right? So responsibility and freedom. Two is the gift of relationship. You know, there, there was something that was not good about uh, uh, God's creation, according to God, right? That he looked, there was something that was not complete, in other words. In fact, before God ever had to deal with the problem of sinfulness in this world, he addressed the problem of aloneness. And so he created Eve to be with Adam. But the third gift is the gift that is the most often overlooked, and it's the gift of creativity and imagination. We see it in the creation narrative. I'll show you where that is today, and that'll kind of give us a, a springboard for our topic and uh, but listen very closely. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air. Reading out of Genesis chapter two, verse eight, nineteen and twenty, and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. But it's this phrase in verse 19, and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. So we literally have this picture in scripture of Gotten picture in scripture that runs, but we literally have this picture in scripture of God creating the birds of the air, the beasts of the field, and then bringing them to Adam to literally see what he would call them. And so God waits and allows Adam to use his creative energy within the context of God's creation to fulfill God's purposes. So that's probably how we should define this idea of creativity and imagination. It is the use of creative energy 
within, obviously, the context of God's creation. But the last part of that definition is the most important, to fulfill God's purposes. There's a very old uh, doctrine. It's not talked about a lot anymore. And it even sounds kind of weird to say out loud, but it's called the doctrine of the two wills of God. And it's this notion that God has a decreed will or a hidden will. In other words, God knows everything and how it's going to unfold, but we don't, right? right? Having on having the mind of or putting on the mind of Christ doesn't give us a backstage pass to the mysteries of God. Yeah. So we don't know how everything's going to unfold. Only God knows that. Mm-hmm. But then the, so the the doctrine of the two wills of God, there is God's decreed or hidden will, but then on the other hand there is God's desired or expressed will. And so we do know God's desired will. We do know his expressed will because that's been given to us in the scriptures. And so what the question that we can answer with our lives using our creativity is, um, what would it look like if God got his way? What would it look like if God's desired will or expressed will was met through my life? And that's going to require, as you mentioned, vision, which is going to require creativity and imagination. So the best definition or the original definition, I should say, of creativity and imagination is it is the use of creative energy within the context of God's creation to fulfill God's desired will. Mm. Yeah. And I think of something that I know should also could also be thought of and applied to of that is creativity is not going to look perfect. Um, and so understanding where that comes in and um, how there's going to be mistakes and there's going to be failures. And I know we'll talk about that just in a little bit coming up, but understanding first off that creativity in that is it's going to take a minute. It's going to take some forming and thinking and trial and error and all of that. And just one little ball of mm-hmm. you being able to think and imagine and have that vision. Um, and I love what Ad Catmull said in Creativity Inc. of don't wait for things to be perfect before you share them with others. Show early and show often. It'll be pretty when you get there, but it won't be pretty along the way. And um, I love that too, because when we think of vision for a leader, it's normally we think of this pretty, pretty picture as a leader of what you want it to look like. Well, a lot of times that picture is going to change and it's going to look a lot different, even though you are imagining and being creative in that process. Also understanding that creativity and imagination is flexible. Mm -hmm. It's understanding that that's probably going to change as you're going along the way. It adapts to the context and the times in which it is in. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, let's just say Ed Catmull, you referenced that. Let's not go past that into Ed Catmull wrote a book several years ago entitled Creativity Inc. Ed Catmull uh, currently is the president president of uh, Disney Animation. He is the probably the brainchild behind computer animated films. That mm-hmm. was his dream. That was what he imagined that didn't exist, right? When he came up, he was a child and and there would once a week be the Disney specials that would come on television and he would go to the movies and see the animated. And he wanted to be someone who created stories like that. And so he created, he was part of a team, but he was in many ways the brainchild behind it, uh, who created this new form of expression, which is computer animated film. Of course, the first full length computer animated uh, film was Toy Story 1 that came out. Of course, it wasn't called Toy Story 1. Then it was just called Toy Story uh, that came out in 1995. And so uh, Ed Catmull, Creativity Inc. is a great modern day book on um, the use of creativity and imagination. So I'm glad you referenced that. Oh yeah, definitely one of my favorites for sure. 
Um, and then I think also mentioning the forefront too of creativity is going to look different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a, your vision is going to be different than anyone else's and that's good. And so again, what we talked about in episode three of that comparison and understanding that it's not going to look the same as another person's dream or another person's creativity and imagination. So that also adds into what we'll get in a little bit of the different forms and types mm-hmm. of what that looks like because it is going to be different for everyone and that's important and that's vital and that's needed um, for it to look different because if it all looked the same then that wouldn't be creative at all Mm -hmm. Um, because it wouldn't be different and having a difference is creative Mm -hmm. well God's given us the gift of imagination and creativity because throughout history there have been a multiplicity of problems that obviously have arisen and it is required someone who could think differently, someone who could look out a different window to solve those problems. And a lot of times when we think about creativity and imagination, we think of people who are just artistic. We think of people who uh, are are maybe have something to do with the fine arts or they paint or they sing or they sculpt or they act or they, but really if we, if we see that imagination and creativity was something that was given to us in the creative narrative, then, then we should assume, or we could conclude that, um, creativity is part of what it means to be made in the image of God. Mm. So maybe a, a simplistic way of saying that is God created us to be creative. Mm. God created us to be creative. And so history is full of examples of how people have used the gift of creativity uh, to solve problems, uh, to overcome injustice, um, to create new mediums and technologies and resource people around the world and uh, help people around the world. And so if, if I, there's a, one of my favorite books is a book uh, entitled How Christianity Changed the World. It was written by a sociologist who was a, uh, for many years, a faculty member at the University of Illinois, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Alan Schmidt. And but how Christianity changed the world. And in that book, he documents how it was Christians who used their creativity to figure out a way to create a system to care for all of the orphans and all of the discarded children early on in the Roman Empire. Mm. In a Greco-Roman world, people would discard children if they didn't want them or if they were the wrong sex. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was Christians who walked along the roadside and picked these children up and created systems and ways to to care for these children. It was Christians who created a health care system that was hospitals. It was Christians uh, who who fought for women's rights and civil rights. And it was but there were people at the forefront of all of those movements um, who were who were trying to think differently, who were using their creative energy to fulfill something that God wanted accomplished in in his society and in his creation. And so creativity is a powerful, powerful tool. It's often often um, an unopened gift. That's the sad thing, Taylor, is that it is oftentimes a gift that is neglected and is is discarded or is ignored or isn't used. I uh, Seth Godin wrote this in a book called Lynchpin years ago when he was summarizing he was summarizing a lot of child uh, research he said every this every child is born an artist and somewhere between the third and the fifth grade we train it out of them mm. every child's born an artist and we train it so uh, this idea that uh, some people later on in life are creative and others are not that's a myth and we got we got to kick that myth to the curb and being someone who is going to answer that question 
what would it look like for God's desired express will to be fulfilled through my life is going to, so for some of us at least, it's going to begin with rediscovering this gift yeah. of creativity. So. Yeah, for sure. And um, as you were talking, it made me think of, I just finished The Power of Moments um, and an incredible book. And it's about just defining those moments, what that looks like in your life of what are the big stakes? What do you look back and remember the big moments of what happened here? That might be a wedding, that might be graduating from college, just those different big stakes that you're always going to remember. Um, so that's the first part, but I love when he gets into the power of moments of basically what he was saying was being creative of how you do go about and do things. So you are, you can be a holder of moments for people. Mm -hmm. And so creating those moments. And so not only does creativity and imagination, it's great for yourself, but I mean, really it's great for others because um, you can use that for the good and affecting others. And then you're, what he was talking about in the book was you're now creating a moment for another person to where they now will be able to go back and remember, oh, that was a big moment in my life. And a lot of times that has to do with something that was creatively added into their life. Who wrote that book? Um, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I can look that up. And I believe it was Dan and Chip Heath because they were the same authors who wrote the book Switch, if memory serves me correct. But uh, yeah, it's great. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I believe that everybody, uh, we believe, excuse me, that every one of us have been given the gift of creativity and imagination. And, and our, our encouragement to you today would be this. Don't let it be an unopened gift. If it means that you have to rediscover how God created you, rediscover how God created you. Every one of us have been given the gift of creativity so that every one of us have the capacity to fulfill God's desired and expressed will. Well, Taylor, this is this is too big of a topic to cover in just one episode. So we're going to spend both episode four and episode five of Chasing Elephants podcast, wrestling through the role of creativity and imagination in the Christian's life. So uh, before we close out our time together, how, how can they follow us? How can they subscribe? And how can they stay in touch with us? How you can follow us is at SLU Lead, which is our Student Leadership University um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Then you can also follow Brent's Fun Life at Brent A. Crow, as well as Taylor H. Glow, which is my um, social media handles as well. To subscribe, feel free to click the button below on iTunes. If you're on Audible, go into our profile. Subscribe, subscribe. We'd appreciate it. And we hope to hear and have you back next week. 